When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash. Listen, our next guest needs no introduction whatsoever, but I'm going to try. We have Grammy Award winning singer, songwriter, entrepreneur, TV personality, all of the above, Miss Katie Burris. How are you? Thanks for having me. No, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. So, you know, I want to start with, um, you know, Inside the Vault, right? And, you know, I, I think one of the things I think intrigued me uh, to, to your story, um, I remember you telling a story about um, not buying a luxury car, right? Like you driving around, you know, in a, I think it was a Toyota. It was something that you was driving around in and well, you had the money. So talk, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Talk, talk to us about okay, that. Okay, now let me just say that's my, that was a sentimental car to me first. Okay. okay. Um, my high school, my first car was my brother's car. My brother died when I was 15. So when I, and turned 16, my mother gave me his car, which was a Toyota Celica. And um, when our group started making money, I got we got our record deal when I was 16. But, you know, obviously the record came out when I was 17 and just kicking it, blew up or whatever. But I didn't want to buy a car until I saw $100,000 in the bank. Mm, okay. And back then... When artists was making money, it wasn't the same as it is now. Like, we weren't doing uh, club appearances. Like, everybody do club, making quick money, making club appearances. They didn't let artists do that back then because they didn't want everybody to be so accessible. You know what I mean? So unless you was, like, really doing big tours, you weren't, like, making quick money like that unless, you know, it was, like, your album advance or, you know, big tours. You know what I'm saying? So um, it it didn't it wasn't like that hundred thousand dollars came quick. Right, right. So, um, yeah, I was just driving my little regular car, and my mama would let me drive her. She had a um a BMW, um, but it was an older a BMW, and I would drive her car sometimes, and I'll drive mine until I saved up my money because I wanted to see them zeros mm. until I got a car. Everybody else in my group had a new car except for me. But talk to me about that mindset because that's not like normal, right? Especially in our community where, Mm -hmm. you know, the first thing, as people start making money, they automatically (laughs) want to show off their money. Of course. Especially in the music industry. Exactly, right? So so where where did that mindset come from? Because I know know it's you and you nonchalant in that, but that's a huge deal for me, especially as a financial educator, knowing how, you know, how people run through, you know, money in the music business. To say, I'm not going to buy a new car until I make $100,000. And now, that same mindset also has carried you on Mm-hmm. and what you're doing now. But where did that mindset come from? Well, I mean, I, de- I definitely think my mother definitely, you know, instilled in me, you know, like it was important to save and stuff like that. And then plus, um, I was so scared mm. of being broke. Mm. Um, 
you know, everybody always hear those stories of people who get rich quick. Yep. You know, and so my first thought was I needed to save money to go to college just in case, mm-hmm. you know, this didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because okay. my mama kept saying, oh, don't put all your eggs in, you know, one basket. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I need to, you know, put some money to the side just in case I need to go pay for school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, I just need to save. You yep. know what I mean? Because yep. I didn't know what was going to happen. And so um, I just, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm always a a worrier, you know, and I just always felt like I need to, you know, plan and plan ahead. And I didn't want to be one of those people who you just see them get successful when they're young. And then they just, you know, you'd be like, where are they now? And they'd be like somewhere doing dirtbag poke, (laughs) you know, and they get older and you'd be like, damn, they doing terrible. You know, I didn't want to be that person. So I just was reading like a whole bunch of financial books and, you know, Millionaire Next Door and um, Rich, uh, what was it, Rich Dad Poor? You know, know, so I was like, all those books was just basically saying um, people live below their means. Yes. And so that was the mindset that I had at the age. And so if you're reading Millionaire Next Door, you're reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, so you you had this millionaire mindset. Um, Did you know, so like in hindsight, right? So now, you know, you're you're successful, you run multiple businesses. was that the trajectory? Did you know that would happen, or did that evolve? Uh, you know, evolve along the way. It evolved. Okay. It evolved. I knew I needed to do more than just sing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I didn't know I was going to have as many businesses as I have now. Yeah. But I knew I needed to do more than just sing. Okay. So um, for me, I think the first thing that happened, um, I remember, um, I think I was. 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. And um, we were at the Sammy Day, uh, we was at the Soul Train Lady of Soul Awards. Okay. And Qu- Queen Latifah won the Sammy Davis Jr. Award mm-hmm. for um, because she had, she was a producer yep. um, of TV and, and um, music at yep. that time. Yep. She had that management company. I remember Plenty she. unit, yeah. Yeah, she was managing all kind of artists at the yep. time. Yep. Yep. She was an actress. Mm-hmm. She was an artist. And so because she had all these different things going on, mm. they gave her that award. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in the audience and I said to Tiny, I was like, I'm going to get that award. Wow. And so the very next day, mm. I went home and I called Wingo because mm. we went to high school together. Yep. And I said, um, you still got that little group you you in? And he was like, yeah. I said, okay, I'm going to manage y'all. Come on over to my house. <laughs> and that was Jagged Edge. Yep. And I took them, and I was managing them, and I got them signed to um, Jermaine. Yep. And so that was my first thing, because I was going to be like Queen Latifah and have me all these different things that I was doing. Wow. And so, you know, I was already singing, so I was like, okay, what else can I do? And I was like, okay, I, I can manage. Mm. You know, that's what I was thinking. So I became a manager. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> now, I found out quickly that management was not really my thing. Yeah. But um, that was the first thing. I mean, also, obviously, songwriting was a thing that I also loved to do. So, you know, you go from, okay, um, I don't necessarily have to be in front of the microphone. I don't have to be in front of the camera. There are other things that I am great at Mm. that I can make money at. And so that's when I started thinking of 
what else can I make money at? What else can I be good? What else am yeah. I good at? Yeah. And so that was the beginning of that. Wow, that's powerful because what you just explained is is what you know financial educators teach about building an ecosystem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we fast forward uh, to a space where you're a TV personality. But not just only a TV personality. Like you've you've like literally been able to take that exposure uh, and create it into like a marketing machine where you've able you, you've able to to create uh, multiple businesses. But not even just create those businesses, but those businesses now employ people, right? And so you know, talk to us a little bit about that mindset. Like, at what point did you know that you were going to be able to flip? you know, this exposure on being on television and create, you know, multiple businesses and create, you know, you know, where people are, are consultants for your business. And, you, and now you're not only feeding yourself, but you're feeding other families as well. My first year on the show, mm-hmm. a lot happened to me. So um, I was engaged coming into the show mm-hmm. and um, and it was a lot of drama, obviously. And um, I, we broke up, but before the show aired, um, AJ, who was my ex-fiance, passed away. And so coming into the show airing, that was a lot to deal with, dealing with his death and dealing with being on TV and everybody, you know, seeing all that stuff play out. Right. And so I became, it was like, I felt like I had been popular before, I had celebrity before being in the group, so I didn't think it was going to be that big deal doing the show. But it actually put celebrity on steroids, mm. being on a reality show, and I did not understand that going into it. But when I, what I had decided was that first year, or not even before this, before the year we even got started, good was that I was not going to have another year mm-hmm. taping that show where I did not make the most of it. Because I do not care about being popular. Mm. The money has to match the popularity. Mm. Okay. So every year I need to benefit uh-huh. some kind of way outside of outside of it just getting likes and people saying Yeah, that, yeah I don't right, right, care right, about right, being right. popular. That yeah. does not matter to me. Yeah. Honestly, um, yeah, it's pretty cool being popular, but I am pretty laid back off of the television, to be honest with you. For people that are close to me, then I'm very laid back. And, and I really could be okay if I wasn't uh, famous. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, yep. So, you know, I mean, I need the money more than right, that. Right, right. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to make it make, benefit me. Another thing that I, it feeds my soul to help everybody around me come up Mm. and to help bring opportunity to people around me. So being able to bring jobs and opportunity is something that I love to do. Um, So, okay, so the first year I told you I wanted to do, um, before I even started the next season, I opened the store tags with my um, business partner, Peaches. We still got tags to this day. Uh And then um, um, came up with bedroom candy and that was really a spinoff of doing candy coated nights so we're trying to figure out well what would be something good because you know people watching candy coated nights like you know i need something go along with this yeah. you know bedroom candy came out of that right, right okay and so with bedroom candy i was like it it came successful fast right and um then i decided i wanted to do a consult you know one of those um 
kind of like Avon, right, right. where we had the consultants that sell the products because I was like, okay, if that's a business where people can sell my products, but they can also make money. Right. And it's like, we're in business together, but I'm providing the whole thing for right, you. I'm right, giving them right. the marketing, and I'm giving them the products. I'm giving them everything. Yep. I'm giving you the whole thing. Turnkey. You just using your personality to help yourself make money. Yep. And so that has been a blessing. But before that, um, I remember one year, I wanted to, I told myself, I, well, actually, I didn't just tell myself, I prayed about it, because I have these things that I come up with in my head, and I, I pray about it, and I believe you speak things into absolutely, existence. Absolutely, absolutely. And I was like, I would love to provide 100 jobs. Uh, that was my goal. That was it, yeah. I kept saying, and I prayed about it. And I remember um, I had pitched these shows or whatever, and Candy Factory was one of the shows that we pitched. Mm -hmm. And I remember on the day that we ended production for the Candy Factory and everybody was on set and we did this whole production picture. I don't know, Vito, he's in the background, I don't know. And it was like 100 people on set, I think. Uh, and I was like, wow. wow. It was close to 100. Right, right, right. And I was like, wow. I'm close to uh, the goal that I had set for myself. I didn't realize that in pitching the show idea uh -huh. that it was helping me get to the goal of the 100 people. Yeah. But... That was just one goal of me saying I want to help 100 people be able to feed their family. Mm -hmm. But now I have so far surpassed yeah. 100 people. Now we have thousands, thousands of bedroom candy consultants. I have hundreds of um, people who work through the restaurants mm -hmm. um, at each location. Yeah. Um, and just on all the different productions I work with. So now... Um, knowing that I definitely have helped tons of people yes. um, provide for their families is something that makes me feel good, and I know that I do it every year. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And so I want to talk about Bedroom Candy for a second, right? Because um, you've literally entered a space that Black women don't, you know, it's, it's, it's predominantly a space that men are in, right? Like with, with Bedroom Candy. Um, and so, 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 is it? I'm, I'm, that, no, and, 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 that, and, and I guess that's what I want to I ask. Like, when you, were, when you were coming into that space, did that even cross your mind? Like, this is a male-dominated space because they usually own most of, you know, most, most of that, those type of products. Or, or, like, was it your intention to sort of, like, not even break a ceiling, but, like, shatter it? Or was it just something that you said, all right, this, is, this, this works out for me. Um, you, know, you know, I know I'm, I'm you know, it, it, it coincides with what I want to do, so I'm going to do it? Or was was it was there inten intentionality? Okay. It wasn't intentional. Yeah. Um, everything I do, I'm just being myself, mm. right? I'm very... I'm a very straightforward person. Yes. And I am a very unapologetic person. Mm. Okay. okay. And so... You know, I always say and do things that people be like, I can't believe she said that, yeah. or I can't believe she did that, or whatever. And to me, it's just normal, mm. you know? Yep. So when it comes to talking about sex or whatever, all around my friends, I'm always, I've always been that girl to be like, oh, girl, let me tell you about this or whatever. <laughs> right, right. And I always have this funny story I got to tell with my friends or whatever. Yep. And so say, for instance, like I said, with Candy Coated Nights, it was nothing for me to have those wild, outrageous conversations online in front of everybody. Yep. You know what I mean? And so knowing that people enjoy hearing me talk about that, mm -hmm. it was no big deal to me to be like, okay, girl, but you know, let me tell you about these sex stories. Yep. Right? Yep. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. And um, 
I also know that a lot of women have never, because I, you know, I like to read uh -huh. and I like to do research, but I know a lot of women had never had orgasms from sex. It's a, a majority of women never experience orgasm from actual penetration, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. which is a crying shame. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So, and that's because a lot of them are afraid to explore their own bodies yeah. and don't know how to, you know, kind of share with their mate what they like, what they don't. And they're just a lot of, well, I think now women are a little bit more sexually liberated. Uh -huh. But in the past, let's say a decade ago, women were more so, a lot of women just have sex to please their man instead of just saying, you know, owning their sexuality. You know, I think women are more so owning their sexuality now. But I think I was more so in the forefront of that. For sure. You know, and so I don't think I was thinking about it in that way, though. Like, I'm starting something. Right. You know? Right. I just think I was just doing me. Right. You right. know, and being me and not really caring what people think. Yeah. You yeah. know, and yeah. I think the other part of that was when I first, this, when Bedroom Candy first came about, uh -huh. um, I was like, oh, it would be a great idea to do a sex toy. And one of my friends, she was like, maybe you should do a sex toy. I was like, yeah, because my thing was, I hated when I went to a sex toy, a sex shop or whatever, uh -huh. sex toy shop, uh -huh. and all of the boxes only had porn stars on them. Right. And I'm like, why y'all act like only porn stars like to have toys? Right. Like, regular women like toys, too. And I don't want to have to feel like I got to be ashamed when I put one in my bag. Right. I got to hide. Right, right. Like, no, I, I needed to have a normal box. I needed to be something I ain't got to be afraid for people to see it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, or the box, at least, right. you know? Right. And so, and at this point, I was already a mom, mm -hmm. you know? But I still like sex. Right. You know, I'm like, I'm going to keep it 100, right. you know? So I was like, okay, so this is something that I could do. And then... I said it on a Housewives, um, what is it, the reunion that particular year. I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to start me a sex toy line. And I just said it. Yeah. And they were like, really? Okay. <laughs> right. And so anytime I say something on that show, I decide I'm going to do it. Mm. As soon as it's said publicly, I'm like, I'm doing it because I never like to be a person that says things and don't do it. Yep. I pretty much, if I say it, I'm going to do it because I want people to know me as a bankable, like I'm dependable. You know, she said, oh, it's done. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah. hate those people that's always talking, don't ever do nothing. For sure. So when I said, I was like, okay, it's got to get done. So um, I had met with one company that said, um, you know, they had already, there was a smaller company, they had the technology, but they were like, okay, we could partner to help you develop this you know, and we could do it 50-50, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. But it was another company was like, we'll pay you a couple hundred thousand. We only give you a 7% fee. Yep. But like, you know, right, most right, right. companies that try to take, um, they try to do these endorsement deals right, with people right, who right. use their face for the product yep. and whatever. Uh -huh. Um People came to me and they were like, oh, yeah, you should take that deal because people don't buy sex toys and you should just take that. And, then you know, you you know, it's a regular standard deal. I was like, mm, no, I want to own my shit. Uh -huh, oh, uh -huh. excuse me. I'm sorry. That's, I was like, no, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. And I'm going to bank on me. Right. And I know I can sell these things. So I'm good. I'm going to take a chance on it. Yeah. And you keep them. Them. Right, keep the keep your royalty, yeah, keep your keep little your points. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like I'll tell you, I'll pay me tell an you, equity. It was like three hundred thousand dollars that yeah. they had. They was gonna break it up over like two and a half years, three years, something like that. Yeah, and they want to give me like one hundred fifty thousand dollars. It was like you know, I was like, yeah. right. Anyway, I when I tell you, 
I took a chance with this company to just do it. We just went in partners. Yep. We had it turned around within six months. I had it already done, prototype done, everything out, out in the store and made my money back in one month. Wow. Wow. Made the money that they was going to give me over two, three years wow. in that first <laughs> two, three months. And then the following year, we did Bedroom Candy Consultants, and yep. it's all on from there. Wow. But my point is, sometimes you have to just gamble on yourself. Yep. And I'm never afraid to gamble on me. Wow. Sometimes I win. Yep. Sometimes I lose. Mm, mm. But I'm always going to gamble on me, because I know how hard I'm going to go for myself wow. and what I believe and what I like. Yep. Mind you, it was a whole bunch of people telling me not to do it. Yep. Always people was telling me not to do Candy Coated Nights, not to do Bedroom Candy. Everybody was telling me, oh, it's not gonna be, you're not going to be good for brands. <laughs> Brands are not going to like you because you're too risque. Oh, don't do that. Every time I talked about sex online, Don Juan cringed. Mm. He was like, don't do that. Oh, my God. Why are you not? And I'm just like, you know what? And I, this is something that I tell people today. Uh -huh. Well, and I love to say this. <laughs> being a businesswoman, being a mother, and being a freak, mm. those things are not mutually exclusive. Uh. They're all together. Yeah. 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 They are me. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they blend. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And I, I mean, you just you just gave a whole word right there, right? But I love, uh, if we unpack it, I love the fact that you said, you know, like you're unapologetically you and you're a living testament that being you can also benefit you monetarily. It can also build wealth for you, oh, sure. you know? Because I think that a lot of people uh, will listen to what people are saying, well, don't do this, don't do that. But for, for oh, you, sorry. you've decided to say, you know what, I'd rather take a risk on myself because if I take a risk on myself, I'm able to, you know, if, if, it, if it does fail, at least I know I'm failing because it was something that, that I did, right? It was, it was who I am. So I'm failing, at, like, I can't fail at being myself. Right. You know, you know so, so if something fails, then it's just the people that you were, you know, uh, after or the people you were kind of going to, they just weren't your people, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that. Another thing I, I, you know, I want I want to talk about because um, you know I've you know I've watched a, a lot a lot of your stuff uh, interviews and 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 I know that you um, talk about life insurance right which the first time I heard you talk about life insurance as a wealth building tool that's the other thing right because I think that a lot of times when people talk about life insurance uh, they talk about life insurance in a, you know just to cover burial but I've heard you talk about it in a way that could potentially help build wealth um, at what at what point did you understand, um, you know, all of the different financial instruments that could actually help you not only, you know, maintain your wealth that you have, but also continue to build it. There are so many different ways that you can secure your wealth and build, build your wealth mm -hmm. for generations. And um, too many different ways for us to talk about. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure, for sure, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I guess you've had to sit down with a financial planner to, like, kind of to figure out which ones are the best ways for you to make the best of yours. Um, if we can talk about my, um, life insurance specifically, uh -huh. um, there are different things I have to say about life insurance policies. So, okay, so for one, um... I would talk about it in an investment sense. So when I was 26 and I was about to have my daughter, uh -huh. um, I was trying to, you know, of course I was 
like stress. I was like, okay, I need to invest with my daughter. I need to figure things out, blah, 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 you know? And so that was when I was introduced to, you know, of course I wanted to do a life insurance policy. So, policy, so just in case something had happened to me during birth, you could be a, okay. But then they told me about, okay, it's not only just in case something happens to you during birth, but this is an investment policy. So as it's a retirement, investment life insurance policy, so you can invest into it. So as you get older, um, you know, if you need to retire, uh-huh. you can pull out tax-free later on in life. Uh-huh. So that was important to me because, you know, obviously in the entertainment industry, sometimes, you know, we making a lot of money when we're young, but then later on in life, you ain't popping like you used to, right, right. and the money ain't coming in the same. So you got to figure out, like, okay, well, what am I going to do when I get older? Because everybody is not, um, everybody didn't set up their 401k or <laughs> whatever they were setting up, you know, when they had their regular jobs. Uh-huh. You know, if you don't have a regular job, you may not be thinking the same. Yeah. So um, I was like, okay. So they asked me all these questions like, okay, well, when do you think you want to retire? At that time, I thought, I'm going to retire at 40. (laughs) I'm 44 now, okay, just to tell you. So anyway, so I was like, I'm going to retire at 40. So they was like, okay, and what do you think? How much money do you think you'll need a year? I was like, "Um, I think y'all need like $250,000 a year. Uh That'd be good. And it's like, okay. So they told me how much money I need to put in it a year uh-huh. to be able to take out $250,000 a year starting at 40 until I would be 99, $250,000 tax-free uh-huh. until I turned like 99 years old. Yeah. Now, mind you, um, that money would be protected. So it's like, so say for instance, let's say you come into, or you're, let's say you balling, uh-huh. okay? And you get this life insurance policy or whatever. And let's say somebody sues you. Uh-huh. Or let's say how, okay, we'll use um, O.J. Yep. Simpson. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows O.J. Simpson got sued uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. And they want all this money from him. But um, somehow he's still able to live and he's maintained. Because from what I was told, most of his money was in life insurance or whatever. And so you can't take money from somebody's life insurance policy. Yeah. So he's able to still live off the money that he's able to pull out of his life insurance uh, every, every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So even though he's living, he's still able to pull that money out, I guess, that's annually. That's a bar right there. Like, you that, get what I'm saying? That's, that's a major and so gem. For people who are making money, it's a good idea or a good tool for you to look at because obviously when you make money, people are always trying to sue you, trying to get you. And there you need to figure out ways to protect your money. So that's one way to look at it. Now, for people who don't have no money, uh-huh. a friend of mine told me one day, they said that they had a homegirl who had took life insurance policies out on all of her close friends, uh-huh. like five of them. Yeah. And as they all got older... People start dying off one by one. And before you knew it, she was a millionaire Uh. from the life insurance policies that she had taken out on friends. So let's just say you're in your 20s right now, Uh right? And each of your friends, you had got a $200,000 life insurance policy on. Now, when you're in your 20s, those life insurance policies are not that much for a couple hundred thousand dollars. You know, you'd be surprised it's not as much money because you're in your 20s. For sure. So you paying on it, you know, and then you never stop paying on it now. Uh-huh. And then you right. pay on it. And then, Lord forbid, one of your friends died in a car accident. Lord forbid, boom, 
You got $250,000. Right. Now, that may sound really sad for you to benefit off of your friend's death, uh -huh. but let's think about how many of our friends out here did not have any life insurance and we having to get a GoFundMe right. to bury them. Well, not only were you able to get money for yourself, but you was able to bury your friend. You was able to put some money aside for your friend's um, child's college fund and some other things and money for yourself. So we got to think of things differently because the thing that a lot of black people don't do, a lot of white people are doing. A lot, a lot of white people are doing life insurance policies. And that's how they all get rich when they family members right. die. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, on the other hand, unfortunately, a lot of us are having GoFundMes right. when we lose family members. And that's a sad thing. And so we might need to think about things differently. So that's why I Because we're all going to die. Right. Everybody's gonna. Everybody gonna Everybody's die. gonna yeah. go at some point. Yeah. We don't like to think about it, but we should. And the best time to think about it is when you're 20 something, when you don't want to think about it because it's cheap then. Right. So get it when you're young, when your kids, when they teenagers, when they 20 something, when they super young because it's cheap, and then you keep on paying it. And then unfortunately, if something happened, and then everything is taken care of, and then you gonna have some money. Uh -huh. It's so sad to say, but people get rich like that. Right. So why black people can't start right. getting rich like that? Right. I mean, and, 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 and uh, like you, you gave me way more than like, that's, that's a bar, right? Because what people don't realize is again, we're all going to die regardless. And I know, you know, I, I was a wealth manager before uh, and that was actually a strategy that every single person in the family got life insurance. They actually, the beneficiary was actually a trust, right? And so now, Every time somebody in the family died, the money went to a trust really? account. And then now the trust had rules. It's an irrevocable trust. And so when people from the family wanted to borrow money, they went to the trust. And then over and over and over again, that family will never have to deal with poverty at all. And it's helping it's helping to you know build that family trust. That's so, a good idea too. Yeah, I so never we, thought about that. See, look, look, see. Now I just, build a family irrevocable look, trust and no. put everybody in life insurance. I see, might try it. Look, look, look. That see, is an see, idea. We heard it first inside the vault. I like yeah, that. Yeah, That's yeah. a good one yeah. because then it takes care of everybody. Right. And, and and the good thing about putting it in an irrevocable trust is that literally every time somebody dies. It's not like somebody could say, you know what, forget it. I want to, you know, I want to take this money. No, the irrevocable trust now has rules, right? And so whoever's the administrator says, this is the rules. Yeah, and you even don't get... if they get divorced and nobody can come and get it exactly. from Exactly. So you ain't got to worry about, oh, baby's girlfriend came and took the money from yes. him or his wife took it yes. and nobody can take it from exactly. the family that stays in the family. Exactly. And, and, and what happens when you do it that way as well is that because you set certain rules up now you know you could you could use it as the family bank you could you don't have to go to a financial institution you could go to the trust to borrow money to start the business and the money continues to go by and then you you put life insurance on every single person in the family and so uh definitely wealth, wealth tool um and so speaking of family though right mm -hmm. um i think one of the other things that intrigued me um is that a lot of your um, you know, business ventures uh, you have done with family members. Um, and I know, especially in the black community, we, we're kind of told like, you know, money and blood don't mix. Talk to me about working with family members, right? Is that something that um, has been uh, successful? Does, should you separate it? Should you not mix money and blood? Like, you know, and, 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 and you know. 
Well, I mean, the restaurants, I, you know, we did our restaurant. It's a family restaurant. Yes. Now, the thing that's a blessing about it is because I've been able to provide jobs, not just for just everybody, but I have been able to provide jobs for some of my family, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I looked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, me and Ty get to control it, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. So I guess that's the difference. Okay. Now the positive thing is, I mean, we do have family. We have families. Some family members that are managers. Uh-huh. Some family members that are, are chefs. Uh-huh. Some family members that you know, um, you know, just uh, work the parking lots. We got all kind of family members that work part of it. But I have had family members. They have disappointed me uh, at times. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Had, had some that we had to fire. Mm. You know what I mean? So it, it's mainly been positive, yes. but there have been one or two situations where I've had a, a disappointment. Yeah, yeah. But regardless of whatever, we I never, ever fall out with family. Mm. My role is... I will never stay mad with no family member ever. Even if they do something that pisses me off, I'm I refuse to be mad mm. with a family. And member. why is that? Because we blood. I just yeah. don't. Okay. I mean, that's just the way that I was raised. For sure, for sure. It's yeah. like that's just how our family is. Like we have our little falling out, and we still see each other the next day. Like nothing happened. Wow. And is there, you know, in, in working with family, uh, are there um, rules or barriers or things that, that are set up to assure that it stays business? Or, like, how do you deal with that? Would you, like, if, if there's somebody watching right now who wants to start a business and they're like, you know what, I, lo- I love, you know, that I, I love my family, I want to provide for them, I want to, you know, help, help them, and I want to bring them into business, is that something that you would advise? Like, how do you, how do you structure it um, so that there, there, there aren't lines that are crossed? See, I, you know what? It's it's hard for me to tell anybody how to deal with their family because, like I said, um, for me, there's nothing that me and my family and I would never be able to get through. Mm-hmm. And like I said, in this particular situation, um, you know, Todd and I are, I are in control of it. Yes. So, you know, I you know I can kind of like you know, decide where this is going to happen or that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. It, it's it's things that I think other people probably may be, you know, more pissed about or whatever. Or sometimes, you know, tired to get up. And I'm like, hey, you might as well calm down. Yep. Because it is what it is. This, yeah. this is my family. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? So yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it, it is a family situation. So it works a little bit different than it, it, it does if it was, like, just typical business. For sure, for sure. Um, you know, like, say, for instance, like, I've had... Um, Okay, like, I mean, I, don't, I hate to use him as an example, but, like, I've had a cousin who, you know, he's quit on me before. Uh-huh. And then has come back. Yeah. And you know, Ty was like, yeah, he ain't coming back. And I'm like, uh, yes, he is. Right, right. Yep. yep <laughs> you yep, know yep, what yep, I mean? Yep, yep. Um, but then I had one to quit what I had one to quit, walk out, mm. and then come back 
and then Queer walk out again on that second time. I was like, okay, you ain't coming back no more. <laughs> right, 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 you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, and so, you know, you never know. Like, yeah. it's just, um, it, it's like different things that you just kind of like, okay, it's a family situation, but. Yeah. Mm. One of the things that, that, that I found interesting, I find interesting in, you know, hearing you talk about the different, uh, you know, business ventures and things that you've done is, is that control, right? Being, being able to control, um, I like being in control. No, for sure. And, I, and that's that's clear, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but you got a lot of moving parts though, right? And so, so how can you, right? Like, like how can you successfully too? Because it's not like you're controlling all these things and they're not successful. How do you, you know, have all these moving parts and maintain control and maintain success? What's the what's the secret sauce to that? Mm. Mm. You just don't. That's you just. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a blessing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's in my DNA, like. Well, I mean, I guess I pick great ventures that tend to work, but I mean, I guess I get, I also got good a good team for sure. Definitely a good team, and I mean, I work nonstop. Like, so I'm not. I'm one of those type of people. I'm not gonna let it fall. Uh. Like, if some, like, I'm not gonna just sit back while something like it's like all hands on deck like you yeah. know what i mean no sleep team no sleep we right. gonna fix this right now yeah, you know yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah, okay. and then i've had some things that didn't work out mm, okay you know it just seems like people don't don't talk about the things that don't work out they only talk about everything that did work out like wow. you don't like when something don't work out, they talk about it for a second, and then we move right along. Yeah. But everything that's working out, you see it working, so that's what everybody's mm, focused on. But it, we all it. have things that you know have fell apart, or yeah. that you 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 get upset about, or whatever. We all have issues. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, everything is, we all run into problems on every situation. It's always a fire to put out. It's a constant fire sure, to put out. For sure, for sure, for um, sure. But, you know, I have good people on my team in every business yep. um, that work with me that, you know, we figure it out. You know, you and your husband are business partners. Y'all work together. Um, and um, that dynamic, right, of love... Marriage, love and marriage, right, goes together like right. You have you have love, you have marriage, you have a business. Um, do you look at marriage as a business? Is it all about love? Can they go together? Like, what's your thought about you know you know love and and finding a partner? Uh, you know, making sure that you guys are on the same the same you know wavelength as it relates to goals, dreams, aspirations. I always, always, always wanted a teammate. Mm. Like, you know, like, I mean, everybody, you know, can, you can always find somebody to date, right, you right, know what I mean? Right, yeah. But I always wanted a teammate in life, meaning, yes, we can love, make love, but I wanted somebody that was my teammate in everything, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and um, who pushed me. And just kind of like Neo's song, but I'm so, good all by myself, but, but, I'm, but I'm a force yeah, when yeah. we're together. Yeah. You know, like, I definitely feel that with Todd. You know, um, we, like, <laughs> I say this to him all the time. I'm like, like. This episode is sponsored by Greenwood Bank. Let's keep it 100, Doc. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll be, you know, he loved to be like, oh, <laughs> 
things, man. Poppins is out of here. And I'm like, look now, don't don't try to count me out. I was doing the do, doing right. my thing before right. you got here. Right. But it's been on steroids since he's been here because yeah. he motivates me yeah. to go even harder. Like I said, it's like um, when you have somebody on your team, when you know it's like, we're going to make it work regardless. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, like you said, like, I know, you know, sometimes things are like, you may be like messing up or whatever, but we gonna figure it out. Right, right. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm what we what we gotta do. Yep. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And I have somebody that has that same mentality that's gonna go hard and figure it out with me. You yep. know what I'm saying? So I love that about him, and I love the fact that he pushes me and motivates me. You know, mm. um, it seems a thing about being a successful woman. Uh-huh. It's a weird, it's a it's a catch-22. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because, you know, I always had this weird thing. You know how people, I, I, it's funny because I think when we first started dating, um, people always try to discredit him and in how he was successful in his own right and his career of production or what in what he does. Uh-huh. And they always try to be like, oh, she, you know, he, you know, try to be like, oh, she got all the money. Oh, he dated for her money or whatever, whatever. But it's like when you are dating somebody and y'all are together and you can learn from each other and that person continues to push you, motivate you and help you figure out how to become bigger, better and build and y'all build together. That's what you want. You know what I'm saying? I've been in situations where, you know, where you may meet somebody where it feel like it's all about them, uh-huh, where they want uh-huh. you to just be like, put yourself to the side to go run to see what they do. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, and so yeah. it's just like, I felt like with Todd, it's like we see where we can come together on things and we, 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 we're doing things that we neither one of us was doing before right, we got together right, right. and are extremely successful at it. Right. You know, because what he's good at, you know, is he has a strength that I didn't have and I have strengths that he didn't have, you know, and it's just we help take each other to the next level. And I I love that you said that because I I think a lot of times, um, you know, people are uh, looking at relationships in a way where, uh, you know, I'm going to come, you know, we're similar, right? We have these strengths, but you said, you know, you know, it's strength-based, right? So he has some strengths, you have some strengths, you put that together. Um, and so uh, how do you, you know, how do you find that? Like, is, is that something that just happens? Like, wh- like, how do you get to a space where not only um, do you find somebody that can be that teammate, but then you're also um, in love with that, that, that there's that, that romantic side, that's, there's that side that this is somebody you want to be with and somebody that you could kind of grow, grow a business with? I don't, you know, I don't know how you necessarily just find it. I don't yeah. know how it just falls in your lap. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Um, me personally, I mean, I think as a woman, I think sometimes we, I think sometimes women may look for the wrong thing. Okay. Um, especially as a Southern woman, you know, as as a Southern woman, typically women are always trying to 
find a guy that's gonna take care of him, them, yeah. and do this, this, this. And like to me, it's like it's great if you can take care of me, uh -huh. but if you can support me, not necessarily always financially, uh -huh. but you know, mentally uh -huh. and push me and help me with my dreams yeah. and you know, all those things. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, um, it, it it's it's a different thing when when somebody can help you when you see when you guys see each other's potential yeah. and you guys can like push each other to that potential it's like a different thing i don't know if it's easy to find yeah. i don't know how to tell you to find it and and so and so here, here's here's a follow-up to that though did did you did you see the relationship prior to me and todd right meaning that did you know what you were looking for and then it just he just happened to kind of fit you know, that that bucket? Or was it like, I'm not looking for anything. I don't know what I wanted out of a relationship. But then when he came along, he kind of, you were like, oh, this was this was pretty good. Like, with, with, which one came first? Was it was it Todd and he was he was so dope and you was like, yo, this is no, this is the guy? No, or did you have the vision? No. I didn't know what I was looking for. Honestly, I kind of, they had kind of given up on the whole thing. Of, okay, okay. Um, settling down honestly i just kind of was like okay cool whatever if I, if I do i do if i don't i don't yeah i just was kind of like yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. i at that point it just didn't it wasn't looking mm -hmm. like that was meant for me to settle down yep. and be married and stuff i was just kind of okay with being single yep. so i just was like it's cool. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He seemed like a really nice guy. I did love the fact that um, when I first met him, I loved the fact that our conversation flowed mm -hmm. and I didn't get tired of talking to him. Mm, okay. I get, I, I, well, I used to yeah, yeah. get bored and bored with people easily. For sure. Um, I could easily lose interest with people. Mm -hmm. Um. And I never lost interest with him, mm. you know? So that was a sign to me that, okay, you know. Got some, got some potential. Yeah, and then it. he was very confident uh -huh. and a little aggressive, mm. and I liked it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, And like I said, um, he had knowledge about things that I didn't know as far as business-wise, like with production and different things like that. So that piqued my interest as far as business sure. was concerned. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at first, you know, we weren't even supposed to be dating because mm -hmm. he was on the production of our show. Right, right. So we were sneaking around. Right, right. So honestly, I didn't even know we was even going to be kicking it that long because I didn't even know, like, where is this going? Like, we can't be sneaking around forever. Like, what you want to do? Right, That's how right, it was right, for right, me. Right. And so when we really decided that we really, really wanted to be together, he actually had to quit wow. his job working for the show. And that was a major decision to make. But with him making that decision, I knew as his woman at that point see i'm i'm always thinking multiple steps ahead right i already i you know i already know how men are and i know men you got to be secure in their sales and got to have their own or whatever but in my mind i had already was like okay he makes 
this much doing production. A lot of people sleep on production or whatever. People in production can make well into the six figures, okay? Uh Um, Or more, depending on what they're doing or whatever. So he was making well into his six figures or whatever. Um, And in my mind, I know he was going to be like, what the fuck am I doing quitting my job? Right. Kicking it with her. You know what I'm saying? Right, Right. But in my mind, I'm like, us together, yeah, we can make more than that. Right, <laughs> you right, know what I'm right, saying? Right. Um, I knew that we could produce shows together. We can do this. You don't have to produce for them. Mm. We can produce our own shit. Yeah. We can, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's so much more that we could do. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Whether it's producing TV shows, yep. producing productions that can go on the road, producing, you know, it's like, it's so much to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And mind you, I've never worked for anybody before. Mm. I've always, I've always had to figure out my next move. You see what I'm saying? So it's a different mentality when you've never worked for anybody else. You see what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, it's Shit, oh, good. Let's do it. Right, 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 right. You know, I think he had a sense of panic right. stepping out on faith for, for sure. a second. You right. know what Paycheck paralysis when you're used to, like... Right, because, I mean, be, I mean, he he stepped on fa- out on faith even coming to, to that production because before that, he was working for BET. He had did all these, you know, you know, work, you know, big production stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So coming to say, okay, he knew he was going to be working, you know, for a while with this production company and just say he quit and he's like, wait, what? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> but I was like, we going to be good. Right, we going to be good. We going to make and it. And I guess, I don't know, like I said, I speak things into existence. Yeah, yeah. And please understand, we're more than good. Like, I didn't know how good we was going to be. Right, 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 right. <laughs> we way more good than yeah. I even expected. Yeah. Like, who knew that we was going to have all these successful restaurants? Right. And mind you, I got to credit all that to him because it was his idea to do these restaurants. Right. He's the one that figured out how to do the restaurant. I ain't know nothing about the restaurant industry, people. Yeah. yeah. But his years of production, and mind you, he was behind the scenes in production. He did production management, line. Pro- he was a line producer, all that shit. So he dealt with budgets. Right. So for those who thought he was a cameraman, he was not a cameraman. Right, right. He was a line producer. So those are the people who deal with the numbers. So he was good at that. Yeah. And he's good with that with these restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> and so I want, cause, cause, so because 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 I'm a law of attraction man as well, right? <laughs> And you and you say a lot, right? You speak things into existence, yes. and you, you know, you vision stuff, and you have steps ahead. Yeah. Let me tell you something yeah. that's really cool. When I was a teenager, well, I guess I was like eleven. I used to have a diary and stuff, right? Uh-huh. And I had um, no, I guess when I was fourteen or something, or little kid, I wrote in my diary. I said, "Wouldn't it be cool if?" we had got a record deal uh. and signed... If we had got a record deal and had a hit record before I graduated from high school. Uh. I had wrote that in the diary. Wow. And our group got our record deal when I was in 11th grade. Yep. And our hit single was out before I started 12th grade. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Write it and make it plain. Speak it into existence. Write it down and make it plain. Wow, wow, wow. And, and, and that's actually where I was going with it because, because a lot of the things that, you know, the success that you've had, like you, you've, you've envisioned it, right? You, you said, here's, here's the steps ahead. 
you know, you, you know, you don't know the how, but you know the what, and then the how happens. And there's one thing that, that, that I think is really, really powerful that I don't want people to miss, right? You said, wouldn't it be nice, right? And as a person that um, understands the law of attraction, um, I think that there is, um, the universe doesn't recognize your words, right? Meaning it recognizes your feeling. And so a lot of times when people have this desperation, like this has to happen, this is going to happen, it usually doesn't happen. It's usually when you are nonchalant about it, where you're like, wouldn't it be nice if we got a record deal, right? And even, even in talking to you, though, right? Like, I feel that energy. Even in talking to you, like, you're like, oh, yes, you know, it's just like, like, you're, you're like and I say nonchalant in a good way, though, not in a way that you, you know you're blessed, you know what you do, but that energy of saying, hey, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You're signaling to the universe, like, I surrender, right? Like, here you go, universe. I'm telling you what I want. Here's my order. Put it together. Here's my order. Right? Here's my order. Put it together. And however you put it together, you put it together. So I think that's powerful. So I wanted to say that. Like, I, like I, like I feel that energy, right? Like, even in, in, in all the stuff that you've done, you know, you know, I feel that energy. So I want, I want to talk about some, some, some bank terms, right? And so we, we have these bank terms, um, and you've had a lot of success, right? And so, you know, you know when you do a credit check, uh, you know, is when, when you go to the bank and, you know, the bank is, is, is checking your credit to, get, to give you, you know, give you some money. But in, inside the vault, for us, credit check means, um, you know, who are those people that you would give credit to? Right. And so when you think about your journey from, you know, where you started to where you are right now, uh, talk to us a little bit about about your credit checks. Who, who are those people along the way that, that have helped you along the along the way? Meaning that you would give credit to like you would say, you know what, you know, here's 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 some folks that, you know, have been. Well, you know, of course, I got to give credit to Jermaine. Yeah. He gave us our record deal. He put us on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to give credit to him. Mm-hmm. That would not um, be right if I don't do that. Um, Ian Burke, Mm. definitely got to give credit to him. Um, He was our first, well, he wasn't our first manager, but he was the manager that got us where we needed to be. And even after um, we had our deal and everything, when our group was falling apart and I did not know what to do, um, me and Tiny was trying to figure out our next move or whatever. And I was telling her, I was like, well, let's, me and you just try to, me and you should just try to do a duo thing, the two of us. And we called Ian. And once again, he was the one that took us to meet different writers and producers. And he was the one that introduced us to, um, introduced us to Shakespeare um, and other producers. And so I always got to show love to Ian. Yeah. Um, I have to say much love to, um, Tony Mercedes. He was the one who, I guess, played No Scrubs. I wasn't there when he did it, but he played No Scrubs for L.A. Reid. Yep. Um, I guess. I don't, I I, I still, everybody got a different story how I got there, but I know he has something to do with it. Yep. And much love to him. 
Um, that song. And, 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 and I was gonna say, like, what, like, like, why no scrubs? Like, that's TLC. Because TLC? that's the song that we wrote, and it oh. keeps paying us over. Oh, oh, oh! oh. I, I, I just want to make that clear. I just want y'all to understand. Like, get, let's get that this clear. That was the song. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Let's, let's get that clear. Okay. Yeah. Um, it just recently uh, it went five times platinum last week. Ain't that crazy? Wow. Um, so that was a blessing. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yep. mama. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so let, let let's 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 talk about a deposit slip because I know that you know the, the the term deposit slip right means you go into the bank, you make a deposit, you put some money in. Uh, inside the vault, deposit slips are slip ups that you've made with money, and so you've you know you've been an entrepreneur all your life. You've never worked for anybody. Uh, talk about a time that you've made a, 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 a deposit slip. Flip I got on. a few yes, freaking yes. deposit slips. <laughs> but this one, oh my God, it had me in tears. Okay, so uh, it was the year that Fly Above came out. And um, uh, I went on tour with Fantasia and Eric Benet. And what had happened was uh, my manager at the time, he told me that the label was going to give me, um, what's, what's that when the label give you money to help the tour support? Advance or? The tour support. Okay, got it, got it, yeah. That's when the label gives you money to help, you know, with expenses to go on road to support your new album or music that's supposed to be coming out. Mm -hmm. So, because typically a label supposed to pay for promotions and help to promote a project. Mm -hmm. So, and like a, a big tour like that is supposed to help, you know, promote a project that's coming out. So anyway, so I'm like, okay, cool. So he's like, yeah, so you should, you know, he's telling me to go ahead and set up the hotels and go ahead and set up you know, everything that we had to set up to go on the tour. So I'm paying for the hotels. I'm paying for travel, the flights, and um, everything that we setting up to go on this tour. Dancers, rehearsals, all this stuff. The money for weeks, like the buses. I can't remember. It was a whole bunch of stuff that had to be set up. The tour was going to be for like, eh, I guess, 10 weeks or something like that. Anyway... I keep asking, I'm like, well, where the money that they supposed to be? Oh, they going to send it. I'm talking to them. Oh, they say they're going to send it. So then he's like, okay, well, they may not be sending where they supposed, they said they was going to send it first. And I'm like, okay, well, where they send it? Uh-huh. Anyway, come to find out, they ain't send nothing. Wow, wow. They ain't send nothing. So anyway, I was out of 150. Wow. Like 140, 150,000 or something like that. Uh-huh. And that was like right before the new year started. Now, mind you, it was an excellent tour. Yep. It was a great experience. Yep. I really loved it. But <laughs> I'm one of those people that if I, you know, I believe in investing in right, yourself. Right. Right. But I like to know right. I'm supposed to be investing absolutely, in absolutely. my money or something. <laughs> right, right. I don't like, I mean, I like to have a plan for that. Like, okay, I'm about to spend this. Uh-huh. I didn't know I was spending this. <laughs> right. 
So it was like money that I didn't know. I thought it was money that I actually was keeping in my pocket. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't ready. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And I had to go into the holiday season without my money. Wow. And so the um needless to say, I came home from the tour and I cried mm. one good day. Wow. One day. I allowed myself one day to cry. Yep. Next day I woke up. Mm-hmm. I called down one and I said, we got to get that money back. Yeah. So we just booked ourselves so I couldn't book myself no more. Mm, okay. And I made my money back. Mm. And I moved on. Yeah. But it was a tough way to come into the new year. For sure. For sure. Because it was like at the end of the year. You right, know what I'm right, saying? right. Absolutely. And it was like, you know, to come into the new year with a loss that I, a big loss that I was not expecting. Yeah. It just was like, because, you know, like I said, I'm more of a saver. And yep. that was like the first time I ever had. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like, wait, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. All right, next word, interest rate, right? And so we know what interest rate is, uh, you know, when you borrow money from the bank, you pay interest rate. Or if you lend money, somebody pays you towards that interest rate. But for us inside the vault, interest rate is how interested are you in what you're doing? Right. And so as a singer, songwriter, entrepreneur, you know, you started out as, as a young age, you know, at a young age and you're at a space now where you're, you're a serial entrepreneur. Um, you know, is there you know, how interested are you in the things that you're doing? Is it uh, a labor of love? Is it because it's successful, you continue to do it? You know, what, what's your interest rate currently? Oh, I'm doing everything, so uh-huh. yeah, everything is love. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I mean, the only thing that I'm not doing as much that I miss that I'm not doing that I love is like I wish I was doing more music, because now I I'm doing so much like I, the reality TV part is taking over my life. Uh-huh. So I've been doing a lot of reality TV. And, you know, the restaurants and all the other stuff, but I haven't been spending as much time in the studio. So I wish that I, you know, would put more time into writing and recording and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that is a passion that I haven't been feeling. But um, I'm excited because, like, I'm doing more um, scripted television now. Mm-hmm. I just got another role. Uh-oh. Um, so I start another, um, I got a, a supporting lead role in a movie um, and I'm starting on Monday, so I'm excited. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Okay, okay. All right, charge off, right? So charge off, you borrow some money, you know, somebody doesn't pay it back and the bank has to charge it off, right? And so mm-hmm. for us, inside the vault, uh, charge off for us means, you know, what are some mindsets, uh, you know, a mindset, a person, a place, like what, what are some things that you had to charge off during your journey? I uh, had to charge off a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I got family members that's always gonna need some. Yeah. Yeah. So but I, what but what 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 about like things that you have to give up, right? So besides money, but what are some things that you had to give up? So maybe it's, you know, I used to think this way, but this was holding me back. Or I used to be around these type of people and it used to, you know, that that that, you know, stifled me a little bit. Like, you know, things of that nature. Mm-mm. No, okay. If I wanna hang out with somebody, I'm gonna hang out with them. Mm. I don't really yeah, I don't not hang out with somebody because of anything. My friends that I was friends with back in the day pretty much are my friends still. Nice. Um, I didn't really 
change up. I know some people feel like they need to switch up their crowd to elevate. Yeah. That's never been a thing for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know. Maybe it would have. Maybe I would be. Maybe it would do something for right, me. Right, if right, I did right, that. right. I don't right. know, but I just, I don't know. And then, and then so and so and, and and that's interesting. I love I, like I love that you're honest, right? You're honest yeah. about that answer. And so when, when when I think about mindset, so if you think about yourself, you know, young self, right? And you think about forty four year old self, mm-hmm. um, has your has your mindset shifted at all, or you're pretty much that same person, just 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 a little older? Um, and yeah, so like 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 what about like your mindset? Is there anything that you used to do or you used to think in a way and you just said, you know what, I got to get rid of that mindset. I got to switch that up. Uh, I'm pretty much the same. The only thing is I, w- I feel like I was a better saver when I was younger. Okay. Now I feel like I spend more money than I did when I was younger and I wish that I kind of stuck to okay. back to yep, yep. You know, because now I feel like uh, I don't do as good of a job at saving okay. like I used to. Okay. Not that I'm bad, right. but I could be better. Right. Okay. But I mean, other than that, I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm kind of really the same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I hate to say that. No, but because I mean, is. I guess I have to be somewhat different, but uh-huh. I feel like I'm on the same. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm that much different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, now that's, that, 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 that's that's powerful because I think that um, you know just kind of sitting here with you, right? Our daily bread. We have we have a segment called the daily bread where we talk about inspiration, and I and I'm I'm inspired, right? Because um, you know I think that number one, um, you you've really displayed the power of thought, right? And how you can literally think things into existence. But I I don't want no I don't want anybody watching this to miss um, the energy of uh, just being confident in who you are, being unapologetically who you are, and not allowing anybody to stray you from that because that is where your blessings are, right? And like you're, I mean, you know, obviously from anybody who, you know, is a fan or is not a fan, like there's no way you can look at your life and not be inspired, right? And so I think that, you know, the important message is um, be yourself, be unapologetically yourself, Right. Um, and so I want I want to I want to lightning round, mm-hmm. um, you know when we think about um, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say some words and it's it's, it's three ra- lightning rounds I'm gonna say three terms topics just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Ready? Uh, ATM another teachable moment. A moment that taught me something. Yes. Oh my god, the moment we gave up control on the play. Mm. That was a teachable moment for me. So um, when I did, I wrote, I wrote the musical. Uh-huh. Well, I co-authored it with um, a writer here in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Um, I wrote all the music stuff. But uh-huh. anyway, um, it was a great musical. It was about my, um, it was it was basically based off of our experience with having with me and my mom and the stuff. So it was called A Mother's Love. Uh-huh. And it did, we promoted it ourselves. I'm just me, Todd, and our team uh-huh. here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. 
ourselves. And it did really well. And um, But we only did it a weekend here in Atlanta. Uh-huh. And we were comfortable with that because it was here in Atlanta and we felt like, okay, we could do that here. Yep. But at that time, we had never promoted anything across the country. Uh-huh. So we were afraid. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I really, really, really wanted to take the musical across the country. Uh-huh. So... We talked to a promoter, uh-huh. not one that we knew, uh-huh. and talked to him, and um, we decided to let them be the promoters of the tour to promote the tour. And Ty kept saying, he was like, this is too top-heavy. He is not going to be able to sustain, sustain this tour. Yeah. And we was like, well, He's done tours before. He said he can do it. Da, 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 da. I'm thinking this. these people know what they're talking about. Yep, yep. I swear to you, the first weekend, it went right. Wow. They was, you know, they weren't able to market. They wasn't able to promote. They wasn't able to take it. And basically, um, basically had to shut the tour down wow. the second week, the wow. second weekend. Wow. Um, I was devastated, uh-huh. first of all. Uh-huh. And second of all, it more than one for more for more than many reasons. For one, I don't like nothing I do to not work. Yep. That's yep. first of all. Yep. 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 Second of all, I'm like, okay, this is my name that you basically done fucked up. Right. You right, know right. what I mean? Cause now this tour is canceled. Uh-huh. Third all of these people who are part of the tour, who are expecting to make money off the tour, are not going to have jobs right, now. Right, right. And, you know, that's a main thing for me is to help provide jobs for other people. So to take the job away, it was devastating wow. to me. And I know they're looking at me like it's my fault, but I wasn't the promoter. Right, right, you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, your contract ain't even with me. Right. You know, it's with him. Yeah. And so it was a devastating situation. Wow, wow. Devastating. And and, to, and what would you do do differently? Or what? I mean, uh, I mean, I know, I know, I know you you love control, so now you're not giving up control, right? But like, what now would you do? Differently? I would be my own promoter. Absolutely. I now now we figured out how to promote. Yeah. Um, now we promoted our dungeon tour. Uh-huh. Now we did the dungeon tour, which was like this whole um, wild uh, burlesque, wild, crazy show we do. Uh-huh. Um, but we've done it in multiple cities and we toured it um, and it was successful in every in every city that we went to I did partner we did partner uh-huh. but we partnered with a promoter that we knew uh-huh. and um it was successful um and it did great and so it made me think like dang like why were we so afraid to do it ourselves the first time around mm-hmm. and you know that just shows it just goes to show you sometimes you just let fear cripple you you know what I mean absolutely uh, advice to side hustlers. So, so, so a side hustler, you know, wants to, you know, they they need some advice. What advice would you give to anybody who has a side hustle? Anybody who has a side hustle, you are going to be team no sleep mm. at first, and you got to be okay with that. Um, you got to go super, super, super hard for your side hustle, just like you would do for your main hustle. Mm. I would also say. Um, 
much, when you're doing your side hustles, right? Stop treating them like side hustles. Mm. <laughs> I feel like some people who have side hustles treat them like side hustles, meaning like they approach people like, oh, that's just my little side job. Stop saying that. You got to remember that although it is a side business, you want it to be your main business eventually. So your business cards need to look top notch. You need to try to do your best to make your website look top notch. Um, do your best to invest in all of these things to market yourself as you know best possible. You know what I mean? Um, so whether it and, and it doesn't always have to be marketing worldwide. You can just market in your own town. I always tell people, people do not understand the power of Comcast commercials. Mm. You can get Comcast commercials right in your little area for a hundred dollars sometimes, a hundred fifty dollars, right? And the like, we can get um, Comcast commercials. We was doing commercials for our play, the one I told you when we did it in that city. Yeah, hundred fifty dollars, two hundred dollars, right in in commercial spots for Real Housewives of Atlanta, commercial spots for Love and Hip Hop. People was calling me, "Oh, y'all big time!" <laughs> I saw your commercial on. Like, I little did they know it was only in Fulton County that you were seeing that commercial. It was right. not playing worldwide. Right. But they don't know that right. because they're seeing it on TV. So in their minds, they're thinking it's playing everywhere. Right. So I tell people, do your research, market, promote yourself as best as you can. But always remember, you need to do the best quality as you can because you're stop thinking on a level of, you just getting started. Because even though you just getting started, you're still competing with the top people at whoever, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. right. And so you can fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, I love it, love it, love it. Uh, last but not least, uh, give me a, a money myth that you want to dispel. A money myth? Yeah, some, something about money that we hear all the time that is is not really, really true. Mm. That's a good one. <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, I'm sitting here. I'm stumped. Yeah. Because I, I, I mean, I think, I think, I think when, when like, I think, okay, you tell me when did you think it? No, true. no, I'm, I'm I, like, I, I think, I think that one of the ones that if I, if I would take your story, I would say that the fact that you just said, right, uh, no scrubs just did five million. You still getting paid over and over and over again, right? You did the work one time, and then now you're still getting paid years later for for work that you did. You know, I know that there's there's this money myth that. Uh, you have to always work hard for money where it's always, it's the opposite. You're supposed to take money and make it work hard for you, you know? And so I think that is potentially something okay. that I would be able to, you know, pull out. Okay. Um, well, I don't know if this is a money myth, but this is a team myth. Mm -hmm. I know some people feel like they have to, uh, leave their teams and get uh, higher level names or bigger level names to get where they want to go. Uh -huh. People feel like they can't um, make it with, you know, people on the ground level. Uh -huh. And I don't think that's true. Uh, I love that. That's what I don't think is true. I feel like if you got a core group of people uh -huh. And everybody in that group got skills, got grind, and y'all all got a true belief in what y'all grinding for. Uh -huh. 
I feel like that team can grow together. I think um, when you look at, like, say, for instance, like the team around LeBron, uh-huh. you that know what I'm saying? Um, he took that team, the people that he grew up with, and now they're doing major crazy things. You know what I'm saying? He didn't drop his team and go get the top agent in the world or the top this or the top that. He took his team with them and made them the top agent, the top, you know, production company, the top this and the top that. And um, so as long as your team has a willingness to learn, Uh and sometimes, you know, you may just add people to the team, but I don't think you necessarily leave the team or drop kick the team to yeah. move on up. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes, like, some people don't want to grow, mm-hmm. you know? And then if that's the case, then you have to do what you got to do. But if people got to grind about themselves yeah. and, you know, and everybody is like, got ideas and they're like, okay, let's do this or, you know, and they're motivated and, you know, like, motivated people... Mm-hmm can learn it's just like you know you just have to stand your ground and just be like okay this is what we're doing yeah, yeah. and we rolling together yeah let's go Woo. <laughs> listen 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 powerful 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 interview candy burris uh serial entrepreneur grammy award-winning songwriter uh I, I'm I'm, a, I'm lost for words right now because you dropped so much bars that I, that, I, that, I, that I'm processing it all. Uh, but thank you so much for, for everything. Thank you for, for all the wisdom uh, that, that you've given us. Uh, we talked about, you know, the mindset, the power of thought, uh, how you're able to, to grow with your team, um, how you, the importance of ownership, the, the importance of, you know, having multiple streams of income, but within your own ecosystem of what you actually love. Uh, and so that was powerful. Uh, you know, truly, truly, truly appreciate everything. Um, you know, I, like, I, I can't thank you enough. And, and, and the energy, though. That's the, like, I don't, y'all can't really feel it, but the energy is, is, is different. It's a different energy. Like, that energy, that's, that's, a, that's a billionaire energy. I'm, I'm speaking that. That's a billionaire energy. That energy. Well, go on and speak that into my I, life. That, that's, that's, that's a billionaire, a billionaire? energy. That energy Speak of that. Look, I want to accept that. <laughs> receive that. It's yours. You right? So, Candy, uh, what do you have next? If people want to tap into what you're doing, where can they? I, we know where they can find you, but where can the people find you and what you got going on next? Okay, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Or do your Googles. At Candy. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. K A N D I. And um, Facebook, Candy Burris. Um, then, um, then CandyOnline.com. Um, come through, old lady gang, at my restaurant. <laughs> the next thing coming is my other restaurant, Blaze. Um, oh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta next season is gonna be dropping soon. Stay taping that. You'll be seeing me on some movies soon. I don't want to say no names of the movies, but I'm super excited. And music will be dropping soon because I have 
been giving back into the studio, so I'm excited. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Yeah, a lot of great things. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. The billionaire herself, Candy Burris, Inside the Vault, Ash Cash. Thank y'all so much for tuning in, tapping in. I'll see y'all next time. Appreciate y'all.